Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. If you're interested in starting your own podcast and you're not sure what platform to use, look no further than Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast today, and it gives you everything you need for free. You can edit your podcast, create artwork, and import your own music all from your mobile app. Another great feature of Anchor is that you don't have to worry about understanding how the RSS feed works and all the other technical difficulties that went into making a podcast back in the days. All you have to do is record your podcast and Anchor will send your episode out to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and others. If all that isn't enough, Anchor also gives you the opportunity to make money off your podcast. With no minimal listenership, you can start making money today by using ads. So this is what I need you to do. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy E here. Welcome to the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Sit back and ride with me for a second. It's the proverbial life. It's the proverbial yeah. life. It's the proverbial 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 life. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast. This segment is Proverbs with Edwin. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs 22, verses 26 through 27. And the word of God reads as followed. Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your why should your bed be taken from under you? Great question. Why should your bed be taken from under you? As we look at this verse and these verses, the first thing we need to do is define our terms. And the first term I want us to look at is the word pledges. Now we know what it means, but I think it's important for us to get the definition that the verse gives us, right? The the word Uh, in our verse, what that means in the Hebrew. And it literally means just the joining hands in a pledge. So clapping hands to clap hands. Like it would be like if we were using street vernacular, it would be like a pound or like, you know, just a handshake. Right. And so it's a gesture to ratify a bargain. So we're agreeing, we're agreeing on something. Right. So it's also this idea of putting up security right hands to be struck okay and this may have been the like a hearty handshake or possibly some other unknown action of joining of the hands right but the idea is is that there's an agreement is it there's a mutual agreement on this pledge right now the text tells us be not one of those who 
gives pledges. Okay. So I think one of the things we need to think through about on this verse is that doesn't mean you can never come to an agreement on something. Uh, but, but I think the idea is don't be someone who's quick to make these pledges and not and, and pledges that aren't wise. And we're going to get into that in more detail here in a moment. So, so wisdom says, do not make agreements that you cannot fulfill. Okay. Now think of some examples in your own life. I know I have my own where, where we have made agreements that we cannot fulfill. Right. And maybe just in the rashness of the moment and the excitement and eagerness of the moment, or even just our own lust to have something and desire to have something, or even just to envy what others have and to try to keep up with the Joneses. We've made agreements that put ourselves in a bad position. So wisdom says, do not make agreements that you cannot fulfill, right? If you don't have the money to purchase an item, you should restrain from that purchase. Why? Well, the verse tells us if you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? Okay, if you can't afford an item, if you can't afford the thing that you so long for, why should you go in debt and in the end lose it anyway? So we have to keep this in mind when we talk about uh, this idea of not going into debt. Okay, now let me give you an example. And I've exchanged the names here because this is a real person that I know, but they put themselves in this financial position. Um, and, and uh, you know, so, so here we have this lady called uh, Tammy. We're going to call her Tammy. Let's say Tammy and her husband, Joe, purchase a new home. They purchased this home for $120,000, which they really couldn't afford. Okay, so now they, they, they paid $120,000 for this home that they couldn't afford. But hey, listen, Joe and Tammy have great jobs. So they decided to take the risk. As they close on this house, Tammy asked her father for a $30,000 loan because she just needed, you know, an extra cushion to pay off the closing cost, right? So now Tammy promises dad that she's going to pay him back, okay? So $120,000 house, right? That's something that the, the bank is going to loan them. And, you know, they'll pay that back eventually, 30 years, uh, if that, on top of interest rates and all that. So now, but but then she owes her dad $30,000, right? Now, Tammy promises, dad, I got a good job. You know me, I'm good for it. Okay, fast forward. Tammy and Joe move into their new home and only to find out that they need a new furnace. Furnace goes out, oh, boiler. Oh man, what am I gonna do? We got it, we gotta have that. So that's about another 10 to 15,000. Let's be generous and say 10,000. And again, this is a, a huge house, right? beautiful property and the house needs to be heated up. So you need quality one. So we'll just say 10. Okay. Uh, could be more, could be less. Now weeks go by. Okay. Tammy notices that she hates the way her bathroom looks. So she decides to renovate the bathroom. And while she's at it, she's, you know, not really a big fan of the kitchen and the bedroom. You know, those the, the, the layout scheme isn't the best. And so they get a contractor in and they look at the place and, you know, they, they make some arrangements and, you know, they kind of dwindle them down to about 10 to 20,000. OK, for all those costs. 
All right. Now, listen to this. Tammy and Joe have a mortgage that they can't afford. Tammy owes her father $30,000. Now, she's, she hasn't paid him off yet, right? Um, their furnace cost them between ten dollars to $15,000. Let's say ten. And then finally, they want to beautify certain parts of the home. And so they spend another ten dollars to $15,000 uh, on a couple projects around the house. And at the end of all this, right, they are at least another fifty to sixty thousand dollars in debt, and that's not including their mortgage payments and other monthly expenses. So, so we see here that wisdom says, if you can't afford something, practice delayed gratification and save your money. Or humble yourself and purchase something that you can afford without going into an unmanageable amount of debt. So this is just practical wisdom that people need to utilize and to think about when they're making these decisions. Because if they don't, if they just rashly go into these pledges and put up security for debt, then you are going to be someone whose bed is taken from under you. Now, the question is this, what should a person do if they find themselves in this position? Okay, because we've all been there. We've all made foolish decisions and, you know, we can beat ourselves up all we want about it, but, you know, we still need to fix the problem, right? And I think a lot of people are so um, covered and immersed in their debt that they don't think that they can fix the problem. So they only add to the problem, right? They pay off debts they pay off credit cards with other credit cards so they borrow from peter to pay john so the the, the thing is this is that the problem can be fixed right but it needs to be confronted head-on it needs to be dealt with so what should you do if you find yourself in this position well the scriptures give us the answer okay we see in uh, proverbs 6 verses 1 through 5 that it says my son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this. Okay. So if you've put yourself in the position where we find this young man here in 26 and 27 of Proverbs 22, he says, put up pledges for security. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should you take, why should your bed be taken from under you? So this person whose bed is taken from under them because they got it into, they, they, they went into an agreement that they could not fulfill. You know, what should this person do? Well, they should be quick to make it right. Right. If you put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger. If you're snared with the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this. What's that? My son, save yourself. OK, make it right quickly. Make it right quickly. Save yourself for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. So now you are in debt to your neighbor. You are a slave to your neighbor. Go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. See, make it quick. Make it right quickly. Don't hesitate. This is urgent. Don't play games with this, right? Because you are in debt. You are a slave. So don't ignore the problem. Don't gloss over the problem. Don't add to the problem. 
Go fix the problem. Make it right. And, and I think the idea of going to your neighbor is this idea of coming to an agreement of payment. Okay. I am going to pay you back. So in the case of Tammy, she owes her dad $30,000. Dad, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to get on a payment plan and I'm going to get on a budget and I'm going to put some money aside so that I can actually pay you back. And then I'm never going to borrow money like that again, right? I'm not going to just borrow money that I cannot afford to pay back. We got to be wise, okay? I've said this before, the whole Renaissance thing, right? So so you don't make a lot of money. So there's no, there's not that much income coming in. And then you pile on top of the lack of income you have, you pile debt on top of that. And then you want to go to a renter center and go get yourself a nice flat screen TV with some furniture, a new bed and all these things. And now you find yourself paying an enormous amount of interest on things that you didn't really need. They were greeds. Okay. A need and a greed is different. And this is so important for us to get, right? Because again, this isn't just affecting you, but this is affecting your seed. This is affecting the generations behind you. This is affecting your ability to create wealth, generational wealth. So we have to use wisdom, okay? Taking pledges and putting us in bondage to our debtors is not wise. It's not wise, now, let me look at a couple other verses here. Proverbs 26, verse 15, it says, whoever puts up security for a stranger will suffer, will surely suffer harm. But he who hates striking hands in pledge is secure. Okay, this person is safe. This person is uh, in good company because he's not putting himself under the bondage of the stranger, right? The bondage of the, 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 the loner, okay? He, he is safe and secure from that, right? Because he doesn't owe his money to someone else. One more. Proverbs 17, verse 18. One who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. So the person who is quick to make pledges, the scriptures say he lacks sense. It's, it's like a fool, okay? So don't be a fool with your finances. Don't be foolish. Be wise. Think about the decisions you're making. Practice self-control and discipline and delayed gratification and save up your money to purchase that thing you really need and come to find out that by the time you save up the money for the item that you wanted or that you felt like you needed, you may not even desire it at that point. Now you can shift your attention to other desires, other things, and other investments. Right now you can start educating yourself on how to manage your money, how to invest your money, right? How to be a blessing to others and be a giver and not a receiver only. And so there's so many principles when we talk about money and finances and income. And the Proverbs give us sound wisdom in these areas. So brothers and sisters, as we prepare to close, be wise, okay? be wise. Wisdom says practice self-control. Practice uh, delayed gratification. Don't be hasty in agreement and put yourself under the bondage of another individual. All right. If you have any questions or any comments, please uh, let me know and we can chop it up some more. If you are looking for any resources on 
financial advice and wisdom. I can uh, send you some resources, but more than anything, bury yourself in the text. Look at the word of God. God is very clear on how we should uh, use wisdom in the area of finances and in agreements and pledges and things of that nature. So that's all for today. Until next time, look to Christ, live wisely, leave a legacy behind for his name's sake. Grace and peace.